Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Hello y'all, hope you guys are having a very good Sunday. It's, um, it's, it's... 1.24 p.m. in Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. And um, right now, um, I, I, I join you with a, a story that, um, you know, unfortunately in Texas, they're, they're, they're still uh, stuck on stupid in terms of reefer madness. And um, so let's just, let's, let's, let's talk about the story. So it's by Jolie McCullough. And um, the article is titled, Texas Leaders, Hemp Law Didn't Decriminalize Marijuana. A law legalizing hemp changed the definition of marijuana, causing district attorneys across the state to drop low-level cases and stop accepting new ones. Weeks after Texas prosecutors began dropping hundreds of marijuana cases, and stop actively pursuing criminal charges because of the complications that arose from legalizing hemp. The state leaders have stepped into the fray. Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, House Speaker Dennis Bonin, and Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, all Republicans, sent a letter Thursday to Texas District and County Attorneys emphasizing that the new hemp law does not decriminalize marijuana. They wrote that the prosecutors who have stepped back from marijuana charges after stating they cannot legally distinguish between legal hemp and marijuana without further testing, almost all of those in the state, in the state's most 10 populous counties misunderstood the new law. Quote, failure to enforce legal marijuana laws cannot be blamed on legislation that did not decriminalized marijuana in Texas, stated the letter. House Bill 1325, which legalized hemp and hemp-derived products like CBD oil, soared through the Texas legislature this year and was signed into law June 10th by Abbott. Since then, numerous Republican and Democratic district attorneys have said they can no longer actively pursue misdemeanor marijuana cases because the new law changed the definition of marijuana. Before, marijuana was defined as parts of the cannabis plant, but now it is only those parts of, of, of the plant that contain more than 0.3% of tetrahydrocannabidiol, the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana that produces a high. Cannabis below that level is now hemp. The attorneys and the forensic experts have said equipment that they have in public crime labs can't accurately prove how much THC is in cannabis. Circumstantial evidence, like the smell of marijuana, no longer gives them enough credibility in court, where defendants could claim that the substance they possess was instead hemp. The bill, the plant is the plant, so the stuff smells the same no matter the THC concentration. Lynn Garcia, general counsel for Texas Forensic Science Commission, told the Texas Tribune earlier this week. But the letter 
to the prosecutors say that lab reports aren't necessary in every marijuana case. Criminal cases may be prosecuted with lab tests or the try and true use of the circumstantial evidence. A point some of you have already made clear in this context, the letter says, pointing to a Tribune article on on El Paso's district attorney saying he will move forward on marijuana prosecution without lab reports. The letter also points out to companies and labs that were already developing equipment to test THC concentration before HB 1325 was enacted, and competition will lead to declining costs. Initial estimates were in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. No funds for additional marijuana tested were included in the passage of the hemp law. Still, there is little action state leaders can take when they disagree with locally elected prosecutors. In Texas, the Attorney General's office can simply only get involved in prosecutions at the invitation of local leadership, and local prosecutor offices don't rely on the state for the bulk of their budgets. Responding to the letter, the district attorneys in two of the most populous counties, both Democrats, made clear they will continue to require lab reports for low-level marijuana cases. Harris County District Attorney Kim Ogg, who said earlier that this month her office will not prosecute low-level marijuana cases without a lab report, responded to the letter and said it is up to the courts to interpret this law. Prosecutors have an ethical duty to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt and laboratory confirmation in these cases has long been required, she said in a statement. What a per when a person's liberty is at stake, juries demand nothing less. Dallas County District Attorney John Cruzot assured the governor that he was not confused by the law and that the THC concentration is needed to establish a person's guilt under the law. Quote, I have the responsibility to protect the rights of our citizens and ensure that people are not prosecuted for possessing substances that are legal, he said in a statement. The state's hemp law was enacted to match the federal farm bill passed last year, which allowed for states to develop their own plans to regulate the possession and the sale of hemp. The Texas Department of Agriculture, under the state law, will regulate hemp, but the plan on how to do that has not yet been established. End of article. Again, I don't want to keep this too long, um, but what I am going to say, and I'm going to talk, I'm going to touch upon this in this week's Talking Smack. The reason why you have, you know, very conservative states and um, even even states that don't really have ballot measures stalling on um, on on cannabis and, you know, even purple states stalling is because and I, I'll just say in general too, based on like the rollouts in states that have passed it. I'm going to say that legalization is hindered by two things in the United States. One, I'm going to say is, is, um, is sort of ego. Um, it's, it's a state having a certain identity. Texas being a, a sort of low tax, gun toting, um, gun toting law and order state that, that, that is tough on crime. They pride themselves on being that. And any threat to that hegem hegemony 
is 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 frowned upon by the by the leaders, by the governor, by the lieutenant governor, by you know the Senate or House majority leader leadership. And you know states are very very prideful of their identity, and they don't want and and states like Texas are fear that if they let in the floodgates for legal marijuana then their state's totally going to be a blue state with 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 people wearing tie-dye you know deadheads and blue-haired social justice activists flooding their state so you know states are very defensive about their about their um state identity and don't want to let in any policy any leader or anybody that's going to threaten that and also in a lot of states where that are republican controlled whether by by the governorship or the senate or whatever they want a culture war posture and they believe that cannabis because cannabis is a is a is a plant that brings people together they believe that if they were to make cannabis legal you know people would be less likely to question will be less likely to blindly question authority. And the Republican brand and the Republican Party relies on this authoritarianism, this sort of, the institutions are, the ins, the cops are good, they protect property, and they protect you from hoodlums. And, um, you know, the cops are good, the military is good, the flag is good, but if people get high and they see that they have more in common with each other, whether it's Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, then this sense of authoritarianism and this culture war posturing that the Republicans have have made a sport out of and have have have, have gotten power on the backs of, that's going to go away, and they're going to get less votes as a whole. And before you know it, the Republican Party is a lot more weak than it than than it would have been previously. So those are the hindrances as we're seeing with this with the governor and the lieutenant governor saying, "Hold on, don't 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 decrim weed or don't don't stop busting and throwing people in a cage for weed. We don't stop throwing black and brown people in in a cage for weed." That's what you're seeing going on, and I'm gonna flush this out in our Wednesday's talking smack. But again, don't want to keep this episode too long. Um, I hope you got a lot out of it, and I, I, I hope this really helped. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and $10 tiers if you're feeling extra generous and those come with their own benefits too and um if you subscribe to the the 10 and above tier you you get some personal time if you're over 21 with mr sativa so uh, you know you can chat with me on discord you know we can have 15 minute one-on-one time 
So you get you get exclusive episodes, you get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.